The power of the Holy Ghost. I said, God, I don't have enough time to prepare. The Lord said to me so clearly, He said, Son, what are you going to rely on more? Your notes or me? I said, You, Lord, I'm going to rely on you. So tonight, this word is not coming out of some iPad. It's coming out of the depths of my spirit because I believe the Lord has a word for you. Can you shout amen? amen? You know, the Bible says that on the third day, he arose from the dead with all power in his hand. He said, I am he that was dead, but I am alive forevermore. You see, people of God, that's what separates the church from every other organization and club. We have the power of a risen Savior. The power. I, oh Lord, help me, help me to preach this. That He bore your sin. He bore your sickness. He bore your shame. He rose from the dead with all power in His hand. And He said, I am He that was dead, but I am alive forevermore. See, I've traveled all over the world. I've watched men crawl on their hands and knees. I've watched people put spikes through their faces trying to get forgiveness from an idol made out of stone. But you see what separates the church is that we don't serve an idol. We serve a living God who is seated on high, seated on majesty. I tell you church, what a mighty God we serve. In the book of 2 Timothy, the Bible says, Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed unto him until that day. See, church, I want to ask you a question. Do you know in whom you have believed? Do you know in whom you have generation right now that there are so many gospels being preached you know in Matthew 24 when Jesus said there were wars and rumors of wars he spoke about an unleashing of darkness that antichrist spirit that will rise in the earth and the Bible says that so clearly in Matthew 24 it says and this gospel shall be preached Amen. for three days the Lord spoke to me and he said to me, what gospel? You see, the Bible doesn't say the gospel. It says this gospel shall be preached. You see, the Holy Ghost was specific. I got to come down here for a moment. I know for the cameraman, that just, that just kills him because it's too dark. But... See, church, you got to know in whom you have believed. You got to know the truth in this hour. You got to know why you believe it in a day when culture and, and, and society is trying to dilute the word of God. We need to know in whom we have believed. I'm hearing preachers today preach about there's no hell. 
They're writing books that there's no hell. My friend, if there's no hell, why did my Savior come and die on the cross? Why did he shed his blood? I know in whom I have believed. See, my friend, we're living in a day today that our culture is so blinded by that spirit that is being released in the earth. We're watching. We're watching the Antichrist spirit rise. But what I thank God is, is the church of Jesus Christ is not going out on a whimper. We're not going out with our head tucked between our knees. We're going out with a shout of victory. We're not going out on the losing side. Because Jesus said, in the midst of such darkness, in the midst of such turmoil, this gospel shall be preached. Somebody say hallelujah. This gospel, see the Bible says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. See when you preach the word of God the way it should be preached, it'll bring the power of God to manifest in your life. If you preach God to be a savior, he'll save. If you preach him to be a healer, he'll heal. If you preach him to be a deliverer, he'll deliver. That's why I decided that I'm going to preach the whole thing. He's my savior. My healer, my deliverer, my provider, he's my baptizer. He is from everlasting to everlasting. And in his kingdom, there shall be. No. Oh, you want to shout hallelujah. That I may know him. That I may know the power of a savior that defined the ages. That I may know the power of a Savior who when he spoke, his words arrested death. See, we, we sing about him. We dance. We shout. We roll. But do we know him? Do we know him? See, there's a lot of people come to church for a lot of different reasons. But there's a time that the enemy will come and test whether you truly know in whom you have believed. There's a time that hell will come to check you out. They'll come to see whether you're really standing on the truth or whether you think it's just a good idea. You see, in this day and in this age, in this culture, we need to know like never before in whom we have believed. Somebody say amen. amen. See, I'm a Christian. I know you might say, well, what, what, what are you talking about? See, today, we got people that they sing in church, but when they get outside the walls, they live like the world. They sound like the world. They talk like the world. But you see, when you say you're a Christian, what you're saying is, you are an anointed one. You are a separated one. You will be called by Him. Oh, you don't hear what I'm preaching. See, I'm a Christian. I'm a blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, Bible-believing, devil-rebuking. I'm a Christian. 
I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm redeemed. I'm born again. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. If you're a Christian, I want you to shout Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I am a blood-bought child of the living God. He knew me before I was in my mother's womb. He chose me. He ordained me. He set me apart. You see, the devil will tell you, you're here by accident, but the devil is alive. God selected you. He formed you. He breathed his purpose into your life. And I have a lasting life. I said, I have a lasting life. I don't wish I had it. I'm not trying to get it. I, it. I don't need to wait till I die to see if I have it. I have eternal life right now. Because I know in whom I have. <laughs> see, you're the devil's worst nightmare when you know who you are. Not because of you. I told you many times when the devil looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees the one who lives on the inside of you. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I know in whom I have lived. See, somebody needs to hear this. See, God, God didn't just die for my past. Oh, you don't hear me. God didn't just die for my past. Because when he died, my past was in his future. You see, that's why the power of his blood had to be efficacious. It means it had to be effective yesterday, today, and forevermore. You see, God didn't just die for your past. He died for your now. He died for your tomorrow. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Until he returns, the blood has lost none of his power. Somebody say hallelujah. Once and for all. He has perfected forever them that are sanctified. He cried, it is finished. Let the redeemed of the Lord I, I gotta preach to somebody. I, I gotta preach to somebody. Because the title of tonight's message was this. The Spirit of God said to me, Tell the people in the house tonight, your miracle is on lockdown. Your miracle is on lockdown. See, my friend, if God never did another thing to you, 
if he never does another thing for you, you need to realize you've got enough to praise him about from now until eternity. Whether you want a car or not, a house or not, a bank balance or not, prosperity or not, you can shout because you're washed in the blood of the Lord. We're the Pentecostals, and I'm a Pentecostal. We think we've arrived. So when someone preaches the gospel, he doesn't move us anymore. Because we think we've heard it. But let me tell you, I never want to get to that place where I'm not moved when I hear about the blood. When I'm not moved when I hear about the stripes upon his back. I want to be in a place with the Holy Ghost that I'm moved because of the greatest message the world has ever heard. So you, you, you get any preaching. You get any preacher on the earth, you, you start them preaching about the blood. I'm telling you, I'm shouting as loud as I can shout. Because I learned, we're not in a blessed club. You've not been called to have a happy, clappy little get together. You need to realize you've been called for war. Oh, you don't hear me. You've been spoke to me so powerful, my inner man began to tremble. The spirit, I was sitting for a thousand people and the Lord spoke to me, he said, son, don't you ever try to defend my name. I'll look after my own name. To compromise, God can be God and let his enemies be scattered. I'm ready for somebody in the house of God that's why in the book of Jude, the Bible says that I found it necessary to write to you concerning your common salvation. That you would contend earnestly. See, that's why I love Pastor Jim Brady and Don Brady. I love this house because you're contentious. You realize this thing doesn't just drop on your lap. You got the authority. You see, you don't realize that the blood of Jesus has signed you a black check. And it, the black check says, wherever your soul treads, so shall you possess. But you gotta sign the check. You gotta write it out. You gotta say, God, I'm gonna take it back. 
out of the meeting this morning, driving along the highway, under the glory, praising God, God, I'm about to take some territory, suddenly my tire was flat, and before I knew it, we were at the side of the road, trying to take the wheel off the car, you see, the enemy hates it, see, I learned, your fight is not about you, it's about the territory that God has given you to possess, you need to understand that, the enemy is not scared of you, he's scared It's a fight for what the enemy says, no, you can't take it. Because if you take it, you'll have dominion. But God says, no, wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, if you realize you're in a fight, that's why David said, teach my fingers how to war. Teach me how to fight this fight. Teach me. I don't know what land the enemy stole him back. He may have taken ground in your marriage. He may have taken ground in your home. He may have taken ground in your family. He may have taken ground. But tonight, if you're a contender, if you're a fighter, something's going to break loose. You see, you need to understand. God told me tonight, your miracle is already on lockdown. You need to know. Feel that right now? That's the fire of God. That's the fire of the Holy Ghost. See, the fire's not there for your tingle. It's not there for your little woo. It's there so you take something. That you take something back that is your inheritance. I'm telling you right now, the Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Somebody need to stand in the authority and say, Jesus, I take it. Give God a mighty shout of praise. I feel somebody taking God right now. I feel somebody rising out of the ashes. I feel somebody starting to say, devil, no more. No more. The problem is that the disciples could not comprehend until they felt it was too late.
Now they're running for their lives. See, the enemy's always sniffing for fear. See, that, that's why when God gives you a prophecy, when God gives you a word, get ready for the enemy to bring fear. See, that's his weapon. That's his weapon. But you see, there's a problem with the enemy's weapons. The Bible says in the book of Colossians that Jesus disarmed principalities and powers. He made an open spectacle of them, triumphantly over them in it. You see, the enemy only has a weapon if you let him. I'm so full of the Holy Ghost right now, I feel like I'm going to explode. I, I know it's coming. He's in prison. Herod, King Agrippa, he'd already killed James, the brother of John. Not only was the early church persecuted, not only were they hated, but now the blood of their leaders was being poured out in the streets. See, I know we talk about the book of Acts. I know we preach about it. I know we say, God, we want the book of Acts. Do you know what you're asking for? God will turn your toys into weapons. He'll turn your praise into breakthrough. You see, what you're playing around with right now, well, what you think is just something that God's given you, he'll call it to be a weapon when he brings you to maturity. But in order to bring you to maturity, you need to understand that you might have to go 
of their power. Be arrested. Could it be that sometimes you can be powerful on here but vulnerable over here? many times God will allow you to be powerful and be vulnerable at the same yes, Lord. time. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying to you but I promise you will one day. I hear you, you can be strong on this side. Your shadow can heal the sick but now that same shadow is in chains and the church is in a fight. Nothing that is worth anything in the kingdom is not birthed without a struggle. Without a fight. See, some of you, God is showing you right now that some of you have said, God, why is this thing on lockdown? Why do I feel like the very thing I'm crying out for is locked up? My marriage is in jail. My son's in jail. My daughter's in jail. This addiction has brought me into a place where I'm on lockdown. Why is my destiny on lockdown? See, the word lockdown means to be restrained from progression. To be restrained from freedom. See, I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but I've been sent here to tell you that revival is more than a shout, it's more than a tingle, it's about when your miracle is about to break forth. You're in lockdown, but God is about to come and do what only God. If you believe that you want to shout, God, I hear you. I don't know who I'm preaching to. But God sent me here to tell somebody. Your miracles are locked down. Could it be that what the enemy meant for evil?
that in that day they were filled with the Holy Ghost, but they were immature. They were still trying to decide, do we circumcise? Don't we circumcise? Can we dwell with these? Can we fellowship with these? You had a church in Corinth that they were speaking in tongues. They were healing the sick, but they were drinking. They were fornicating. They were in orgies. There was a whole lot of chaos. But out of the chaos, the Spirit of God was about to move and do something that only He could do. See, I know that there's things going on in the church right now that leave you gasping. I know you say, God, how can this be happening? But don't believe the lies of the enemy. Because I'm telling you right now, God is sifting the wheat. God is finding those that won't bow to sin. That won't bow to compromise. The ones that are ready. church of lights, we got church of music, we got church known for the word, we got churches known for the spirit, we got churches known for worship, for Sunday school. But how many churches do we have? But God says, in the midst of lockdown, I found a brain church. Yeah, I'm not talking about 10 minutes in the morning. These people went to war. These people said, devil, you picked up the wrong person. You locked down the wrong man. The church began to fight. They began to pray. They pleaded the bread. They prayed in the Holy Ghost. Day and night. Day and night. See, people want the eight steps of the seven ways of how to heal the sick. But you see, they never said that about the apostles. The only thing they ever remarked about them is that they understood that they had been with God. They had been with Him. You know, Daniel, he began to cry out. He began to cry out for his people. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord, he came to Daniel and said, I would have been with you sooner. Am I going too deep? Shall I? Come on, I wasn't going to do this, Pastor. This is not in my preaching. Is it okay? See, the Bible speaks of three heavenly realms. Paul said that he was taken up to the third heaven. That's where he saw the throne room. That's where he saw the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, lightning, thunder, words that could not be uttered. In the book of Ephesians, the Bible says we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in heavenly places. That's why the Bible calls the enemy the prince of the air. You see, where sin abounds, the law of sin gives the authority to the enemy. That's why you can go to an area and you see that there's sickness, there's addiction, there's bondage. You see, where there is sin, there is the right to death. But the Bible says that Christ became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness. Daniel prayed for 21 days until he got the 
Why is it that the church today, let alone come to a prayer meeting, they won't come if it's raining? Why is it that we have a church that we have not trained for war, but we've equipped for entertainment? Why? Why do we have a church that decides whether they need to come to the fight depending on who's preaching or who's leading worship? You see, there's something about the church that God says, no, the reason why your miracle, your destiny is on lockdown is I'm trying to bring you to the place where you learn how gave you the victory, but he made you the enforcer. Woo! Oh, you can hear me. I said, Jesus gave you the victory, but he made you an enforcer. See, I want you to see something. Fervent prayer. That word fervent means to have a glowing, burning intensity. You see, the fervent prayers of a righteous man avail of much. Amen. Where's the fervency in this house tonight? I, I, I want to hear the sound of a thousand warriors that hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. And What the devil believed was over, what the devil believed was limited, was about to 
come. You're in the jail cell. But what you don't realize is the miracles locked in there with you.
God said, make haste. Make haste. This is going to happen quickly. I'm about to bring you out. See, some of you are worried about what your enemies are going to say about you. Listen to me. When God brought Peter out, he had two at the door, two at the side, and he was chained to two more. Don't tell me that that cancer is too difficult for God. Don't tell me that that sickness, that bondage, that lockdown is too I've seen too much for you to convince me that in the midst of your lockdown, that miracle's already tied in there with you. I feel the glory of God right now. See, I ain't finished. I ain't finished. I'm finishing. I'm finishing. I feel so full of the Holy Ghost right now. My God, my God. Are you ready for the fire of God? has to be removed. See, the reason why God allows you to be in lockdown is that you know what it is to be fervent. In a place where people say it's over, you say, no, no, no. I'm not in lockdown to stay here. I'm in lockdown because I'm in transition. I'm about to move to the next place. I've been praying. I've been sowing. I've been weeping. God, send the power Open Amen. of its own Amen. accord. 